Welcome to the Pop Goes Culture Podcast for Friday, February the 7th. We are finally into February, and this has probably been the longest week of the year so far. It really has. We are coming to you from the home of the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast. We're out at the Alamo Draft House here in Springfield, Missouri. My name is Joey Mills, and joining me today, we've got a packed house. We've got Curtis, Dustin, Dakota, Caleb, Cooper, Brad. Got a lot of folks here. We are just a bunch of fans, artists, creators, critics from the Midwest, talking entertainment and pop culture, taking your comments and whatever. Before we jump into this week's headlines, let's go ahead and talk about the elephant in the room. Anybody watch the Super Bowl? Nope. Last yes. Sunday? Saved my existence. That. I no. caught the ending because I had to work all day. I was half asleep, but I watched the whole thing. I was, I was fully awake and watched it all. <laughs> Fair enough. So questions I have for you. First of all, favorite commercials? That you saw. I'd already seen it, so I don't know why it's still considered a Super Bowl commercial when they release it early. Yeah. The yeah. Brian Cranston Mountain Dew Zero commercial. Ooh, the oh, Shining I one. Did, I did yeah. catch that. I didn't really watch the good. game, but I did catch that one and the Rick and Morty Pringles one. Those were the only two I saw. Yeah. Those were good. Yeah. Jason Momoa. The Jason Momoa. <laughs> that was weird, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, that- yeah. I didn't know what to expect, and I was like, this is great. Somebody pointed out after everything, and he took uh, the, the hair head, off yeah. and everything, that he looked like Pickles, the drummer from uh, yes. Metalocalypse. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, Pickles. Uh, halftime show. Who caught the halftime show? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, every guy, every guy I, in this room. I heard like, about it. Yep. I, I rewound it, watched it okay. three times. <laughs> yeah, I watched it, and I was so outraged the first time, I had to watch it three more times. <laughs> it's got Shakira One up in slow soul. motion just to make sure I was truly outraged. <laughs> I, did, I did hear a story today that a guy is threatening to sue because he said watching it means he's not going to make it into heaven now. Yeah, I saw that. Well, that's his fault. That's going to say. <laughs> right. According to Catholicism, like, class, what did you want to give God on your death? What did he watch? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's normal commercials that are worse than that. Yeah, there, there were. Yeah, the the cheerleaders yeah. are more exposed than the ladies ordering the halftime show, but because I don't know, whatever well, to- people have to the to- toddlers and tiaras. That's worse than that, you know. <laughs> I don't know. If you say so, okay. I don't know, Coop. I, right, it's it's explo- explo- exploitation. Well, you know, I'm going to take your word for that. Um, it's exploitation of children. I mean, it is. It absolutely. That's what I'm getting at, you perverts. God. <laughs> uh, sure, that was it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, what's everybody drinking tonight? <laughs> I guess we should start with that. Helter um, skelter. It's yes. I, let's preface this by saying we're all <laughs> drunk or getting there. I've got a Jaeger and Coke. I don't know. I haven't. I have not come up with an official name. It's for water this concoction. But the Jaeger and Coke. Jaeger and Coke. Does it need a name? Tell, tell the story up here because that we've been talking I've about got this. Two story. Boulevard Wheats over here. No, tell the whole story. Tell us how um, that came to be. I, tried, <laughs> I I was trying to be proactive so I wouldn't have to leave mid podcast to get a beer. Um, but the entire bar thought I was ordering for me and my friend Dustin here, <laughs> and that did not happen. So he I just started. Walked he, off like an yeah, asshole. he proceeded to walk away, and he's like, "Did you order?" And I'm like, "Oh, I thought you ordered one for me." And he's like, "Nope." And so did everybody at the bar because we they were still talking about it ten minutes later. <laughs> yeah, dude just fucking ordered two and walked off. His buddy's standing there like, "What the hell, man?" That was pretty funny. Coop, what are you drinking tonight? I have white rum and Coke. Brad, what you got over there? I got Jack and Coke. There you go. Lots of Coke going on. What do you got? Lots of Coke. I love the hot toddy here. Hot toddy? Yeah. Keeps my throat well lubricated while (laughs) we're talking. I I made one of those last week, but I didn't have honey, but I had honey whiskey. So it was Jim Beam honey. It was actually not bad. There you go. All right, well, let's jump into, well, before we do, we know that you all watched, read, listened to, attended, played with some things. 
Leave us a recorded message with your one-minute review on the hotline at 417-986-7842. We'll include your recorded message in an upcoming episode. So if you watched the halftime show and you were titillated or disgusted, if you watch and you've got a favorite Super Bowl commercial that we didn't discuss, like... I don't know, Bill Murray, the Groundhog Day one. That, that was one great. was that great. One was right. Sam Elliott. Of course, you had the Google one that made everybody tear <laughs> up. See, I think you saw the Stephen Amell's re- response yes. on Twitter. Like, thanks, Google, for reminding us in the middle of a football game that we're all going to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. All right, well, let's get to it. The top five at the box office for last weekend. Had, the top three have stayed the same for three weeks in a row now. Bad Boys for Life is still the number one movie in the land. The film is now the highest grossing film in the franchise. They're still working on Bad Boys 4, and they've already ruined the title because they cannot say Bad Boys for Life now. 1917 stayed at number two, no change. Doolittle stayed at number three, no change. Gretel and Hansel opened at number four. This is the fourth horror film released in the first five weeks of 2020, and like the others, has been pretty well shat on by critics and audiences alike, uh, currently sitting at 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. This nice. has not been a good first part of the year for horror. Can you know. name Which, I mean, you usually one get adaptation of Hansel and Gretel that was successful, though? Successful? Jeremy Renner? Are you kidding I don't, me? I don't think that was... I don't know that it was successful. I don't successful. think that was successful. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't know that's success. We're talking about that's success, no. not your personal opinion. <laughs> I didn't like it. I was just kidding. Whatever. <laughs> we already yeah. know. That's, that's why you back. remember the names. <laughs> the less you say now, the less you got to apologize for later. All right. And at number five, rounding out the top five, Jumanji, the next level, held on to the top five, number five spot. This weekend's other new release, The Rhythm Section, which sounds like the Gloria Estefan story, which yes. is totally not. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't. The, the oh. title confuses me. Yeah, I watched does, the trailer, everybody. and then I saw the name like at the end of the trailer. I was like, wait, that's the rhythm it's section. Like, I, I wonder the, who they got to play Gloria. Nope. I thought the rhythm section was going to be something related to music, yeah. not Blake Lively running around being a spy. Yeah, okay. that debuted at number ten. The film holds the dubious distinction of having the worst opening weekend ever for a film that debuted in at least 3,000 theaters. So, you know, it's not the best time of the year for movies, typically January, um, but we've had some pretty poor offerings uh, to start off 2020. Hopefully, well, we, we have our own real life dumpster fire going on with America. <laughs> so, where they're throwing mean... prints of the films. <laughs> Why are they releasing horror? In January. Because January is typically the dumping ground in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like January is the month where they just, like, whatever shit they can. Yeah, whatever we have to release because, right. I mean, we may put the <laughs> money in, we might as well release it. it. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, didn't Underwater sit on the shelf for two years with. before they ever actually released it? Yeah. So, I mean, they're like, hey, look, we have this. It's like, wait a minute. That kid's no longer 12 years old. He's a good 16 now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finn Wolfhard. All right. Well, here oh, are the top I stories. I didn't know what the hell you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about like, returning. back on Toddlers and Tiaras? <laughs> no, yeah, back to Toddlers. Back, back, back yes, to the back beginning. Back to Toddlers and Tiaras. Good call back there. All right. <laughs> stories we have been watching this week. With the Super Bowl win, Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes officially broke the Madden curse. For those of you who don't know, the Madden curse is where uh, if you get on the cover of Madden NFL whatever, uh, you typically have a shit season and uh, don't make the Super Bowl, that's for sure. But Patrick Mahomes, not only uh, was he the Super Bowl, he's a Super Bowl MVP. He is just, it's just the second time in the 22 years of Madden NFL covers that uh, 
that a person on the cover has gone on to the Super Bowl. He's the first one to star in the Super Bowl. He's the first one to be the MVP. The other person that made the Super Bowl that was on the Madden cover was New England Patriots tight end Rob Gronkowski. He was on the Madden NFL 17, and the Patriots did win the Super Bowl, but he was injured in Week 11 and did not get to participate. So this is the official breaking of the curse with oh, Patrick no. Mahomes. So now you all got to find I something bet, else. I bet Gronk was pissed, though. Like He got his ring either way, and he got I paid. I mean, yeah, so, he still yeah. got a ring, but... Just saying, Gronk, the white tiger. That's all I it can make, say. It makes sense, though. He didn't. He got injured, so he didn't play. Yeah. You have to officially play. We'll talk more about the white tiger later, I'm sure. <laughs> Actor Kirk Douglas passed away this week at the age of 103. <laughs> That's a good, long run. Big I bucket did of not win. know he was <laughs> Yeah, old. big bucket of win. To Now we're going to get sued. Sure. We're going to get a cease and desist from <laughs> our friends in L.A. <laughs> The three-time Oscar nominee was probably best known in the title role of the 1960 film Spartacus, but he was mm-hmm. also an author, producer, outspoken politically, and, of course, the father of Michael Douglas, the father-in-law of Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah. It's not a bad gig at 103. <clears throat> no, Zeta. gig. <laughs> Suspense author Mary Higgins Clark passed away last week. How many yeah. of you have ridden her? Rid, ridden her? Wow. <laughs> ridden her? Apparently, just she's a little old for me. A bit presumptuous there. Yeah. No, I mean after. I'm talking about after she died. After, uh, after three Jaeger and Cokes, yes. you wrote you <laughs> her after That's she died. How many of you have read her works, Mary no. Higgins Clark's? Yeah, I no, didn't I know, but I have a friend <laughs> that she reads she at read, least five books a week. And she wrote a whole big thing, thing about about everything. I was like, oh well, thank you because I did not no, know who the she fuck was. this old yeah. lady was. She was ninety two years old. The author had fifty six books published. Two of those, Where Are the Children and A Stranger Is Watching, were adapted into film. She had a bunch of others adapted into made for TV movies. That's kind of the genre she wrote in was made for TV thrillers, Hallmark movies, or CBS Sunday <laughs> Night, you know, movie of the week type shit. Mm-hmm. Did she write kind of like, I don't know, murder she wrote kind of shit? Or? I think it was somewhere along those lines, yeah. Mm. Oh, well, never mind. Netflix has extended their deal with Adam Sandler's Happy Madison Productions to mm. include four more films for mm. the Netflix streaming service. Cool, they're going to suck too? <laughs> well, hopefully. Because that's what Adam Sandler needs right now, that he's starting to get respect. He needs to go back to his... Making shitty Netflix movies? Yeah, making shitty net, uh, Netflix I, I, movies. I will go Look, ahead when you find your this. niche, you stick with it. He's <laughs> making money, you know his name. The do-over wasn't horrible. It wasn't great. Was, it was wasn't it? But it was funny. Than the most of them. His stand-up was pretty his good. His stand-up was actually really good. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that was good. Yeah. According to the press release, Netflix subscribers have watched more than 2 billion, with a B, 2 billion hours of Adam Sandler films since 2015. That's the year his first Netflix film, The Ridiculous Six, debuted. Two billion hours? Two billion hours of Adam Sandler films since 2015. By the way, The Ridiculous Six, a 0% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I get it. Unless you think that that's because nobody has reviewed it. No, no. It's not the case at all. (laughs) (laughs) There are plenty of 0% reviews on Rotten I made it five minutes into that movie, and then I stopped. I never started it. I'm pretty sure you and I have cousins on our mom's side who watch that and love that. Mm. I've met people that loved it. Cousins yeah. on your mom's side is too complicated. Just like the plot. Say that again. Well, I sat my cue forever and I just couldn't get. I couldn't watch it. No, not at all. <laughs> Owen Wilson has been cast in an unspecified role in Disney's upcoming Disney Plus's upcoming Loki series. He's still alive. He is. How is he, he doing? 
Like, I Apparently he's find out with Disney like I haven't everybody seen else. him do anything since his bit part in Grand Budapest. Like, has he been doing anything? He's been sitting around waiting on Disney to call, I think. Yeah. I guess. Offering that Marvel Anderson money. Well, you gotta start saying, isn't, isn't everyone? So you're saying you want me in the new I love Owen Wilson's song stuff. Yeah. So I'm just... I wonder if they cast him because they know that Tom Hiddleston can't do an impersonation of him. And, like, that's going to factor in somehow. I don't know. Probably. I have no We'll comments. find out. Okay. I just, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. The mouse allows time. it. Yeah. Send an email. See what you're going to get. That's right. Atari. Yes, that Atari. Wow. Is opening a chain of hotels. I saw that. I the saw that. That's pretty cool. The first will begin construction in Phoenix this fall. With additional buildings planned for Vegas, Denver, Seattle, Chicago, Austin, San Francisco, and San Jose, the hotels will include gaming consoles, streaming spaces, and arenas for esports competitions. Interesting. Hmm. So you can take the family and send the kids down to the game area and stay them up in the bedroom and rent a, a, a dirty movie joystick. On the, yeah. Say, <laughs> yeah. Play old uh, copies of ET on the. Atari that's in the well, bedroom. That's not what you're doing in the bedroom when the kids are <laughs> If that's what you're doing, Curtis, that <laughs> no. explains why. <laughs> They're back there playing Leisure Suit Larry or some crap like that. <laughs> that's dirty. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I, I, when you guys were telling me about the kind of money they were making off those eSport things. Oh, yeah. I just I was like, that can't be real. And, oh, yeah. I mean, so it just makes sense. Why not get a whole thing themed to it? Well, and if and, you're going to have a you know an eSports tournament that weekend, then you book the hotel. Your hotel's booked. I so saw Mario good. World's coming to Universal. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, Mario Kart's cool. that you can yeah. drive. So if you go down into the sewer pipes under Mario World, is Mario World continue, or are they just actual sewers? I don't know. <laughs> That probably means the turrets there. The turrets. I mean, you guys have some built in. Are they going video game Mario World or are they going Dino Hatton? I don't think they're doing Dino Hatton. No. (laughs) I'm guessing. It's like Super Mario World. Holographic Dennis Hopper, like, threatening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Although, (laughs) I would go to that. There might be a dungeon of that. Like, here, this is down here. Dennis Hopper, you want to do some Coke? (laughs) Last week, we told you that Taco Bell's nacho fries are back. Well, this week. We're here to let you know, doing our public service announcement, that Sonic has released a new menu item called Tachos. Oh, fuck. Tachos mm. are on the menu <laughs> until March 1st. They are tater tots covered in cheese sauce, bacon, diced onions, jalapenos, and a zesty Baja sauce. What is Baja? Baja it sounds, Baja. sounds zesty. Baja? Baja. The Baja sauce. Uh, Is it like Mountain Dew Baja just poured on top? Mm. That would be awesome. I think think the Baja sauce is what they use on some of their breakfast burritos. I think that's not something new. I mean, what does it mean? I don't know what the fuck it actually is. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody knows. (laughs) I feel like we need to get an order of... Nacho fries and an order of tachos and bring them in here and do like a. Taste. I got the buffalo yeah, we should fries do that. last week after we talked about it. Did you? I did, yeah. I did, I did, get, the, I did get the buffalo uh, fries. They were fine. They were just fine. fine. It was the, buff- the buffalo left something to be desired. It wasn't yeah. that hot. Yeah. It You're was, like, I went to Taco Bell. It was just fine. <laughs> yeah. It was fine. It was, I'm not walking out of Taco <laughs> Bell with my mind blown. I went to Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> I had sand. It was good. I feel like we need to, uh, one of these days, we need to bring in and we just sample, do the taste test, see which we like. So I'm which one doesn't that. run into the bathroom first? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See who makes it through the podcast recording. <laughs> uh-huh. And in other news, this story this week comes from Monroe, Louisiana. Before we get to that, Brad, you've got a story. I don't know why I'm skipping Oh, it. yeah. Um, Tell us yeah, a little I bit, because this, this, this could be fun. I saw this today, and from the looks of it, nothing's confirmed yet. Right. 
But uh, Scott Derrickson, since he dropped out of Doctor Strange 2, uh, seems to be creative differences. I think he's still producing. But they're looking for a new director, and apparently Sam Raimi is in consideration. Like They say they're in talks with Sam Raimi as the potential to replace Scott Derrickson on Doctor Strange 2. I'm cool with it. Yeah, now, this like opens up some too. possibilities because yeah. when we saw the trailer for Morbius, which is a Sony project that's using Spider-Man-adjacent mm-hmm. stuff, in the Morbius trailer, Morbius is walking down the street and there's a Spider-Man poster on the wall and somebody's like spray-painted like murder across it. And the Spider-Man suit that's there is not the Tom Holland suit because, you know, we all think, oh, murder Spider-Man, that's Tom Holland because he got outed in the last movie. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. Um, but it's actually oh, a Tobey Maguire. It yet, it's actually from one of the Tobey Maguire films. So if Sam Raimi is directing Doctor Strange, and the full title of Doctor Strange 2 is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, yeah, folks are speculating that perhaps... They are tying in other Marvel stuff that's been done over the years into so a single Marvel it's, it's multiverse. It's possible that Doctor Strange will emerge in Spider-Man 3 when Tobey Maguire's doing his Saturday Night you Fever know, strut. People knock that was the best movie. part of the movie. It's still entertaining. <laughs> it is. It, it's possible that if they go that route, that opens the possibility of a live-action Spider-Verse film somewhere down the road where we've got Tobey Maguire and Tom Holland and Miles. Andrew Garfield and find somebody to be yep. uh, Miles Morales. And I'd love to see fat Tobey Maguire teaching Tom Holland how to, or <laughs> like Miles Morales how to do stuff. Tobey B. Maguire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'd be uh, the, the equivalent to the, the fat Peter Parker that was in the yep. animated yeah, Peter yeah. Peter B. Parker. Yeah. yeah. See, what I'm hoping is uh, if Sam Raimi does do it, if they do the horror route that Scott right. Derrickson was wanting to do, it'll be more more Sam Evil Deadish. Raimi, Evil Deadish, yeah, slapsticky horror. I think if they if he signs on to do it, that is a good fit because even in Spider Man Two, that Doctor Octopus scene when they're trying to take his arms off in the hospital right. is full on like the way it's done is like out of a horror movie. It's yeah. Evil Dead, and it, it's yeah. still PG thirteen superhero movie. I think that's exactly what Marvel is kind of wanting out of this. I think Sam Raimi would be well equipped to do this. I question why he would want to jump back into a big studio. <laughs> I can tell you why. Because <laughs> every I movie he's produced twenty million reasons. Yeah. Why. <laughs> Just because it didn't go so well for him after Spider-Man Three, but, but uh, that was Sony, and this is Marvel. So yeah, this might be a difference? chance to you know flip the bird towards Sony one more time by making a big Marvel movie. In other news, getting back to our story from Monroe, Louisiana, police in Louisiana have charged a man with drug possession. After he approached two people in a gym parking lot and asked to borrow their guns to commit a robbery, <laughs> according to arrest documents, at least it wasn't them. As yeah, as one does, you know, in a just in a gym. Uh, West Monroe police charge Landon Wayne Duke, nineteen years old, after two men flagged down an officer and informed him of Duke's comments. So these guys actually went looking for a police officer to flag down. So did he announce himself as all three names, or is that <laughs> well, just something they? That's like yeah, that's like uh, assassin or serial killer type, you yeah, know. John Luke Booth, Lee Harvey yeah. Oswald, and then this guy, Landon Wayne Duke. Duke approached the men, whom he reportedly knew. <laughs> so they knew the guy and decided to go ahead and flag down police anyway. <laughs> approached the men who he reportedly knew at a Planet Fitness parking lot and noticed that they had guns in their truck, according to the police arrest report. Uh, the men told investigators Duke said he wanted to borrow the guns to rob someone of enough money to leave town. 
The men said no and entered the gym, according to the report. <laughs> Duke allegedly followed and worked out with the men while continuing to talk about robbing someone. <laughs> the investigators wrote. Was he wow. hoping to recruit them to the robbery? Perhaps so. Police later spotted Duke at a nearby gas station, not robbing it, and found <laughs> what they believed to be methamphetamine wrapped in a $100 bill in his pocket. The newspaper said... Duke was booked into the Correctional Center on Sunday on one count of possession of a Schedule II controlled dangerous substance. He remained in custody Monday. We don't know yet if he has an attorney, but I'm going to guess he gets a public defender. Yep. Probably. Yeah. That's, probably. Why, that's why meth's such a popular drug. You get change back when you buy it. <laughs> you get, get a honey well, back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> say, it's affordable. Good for him for having meth and a $100 bill. Yeah, that's man. No, living no gun. Life. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, you could have just took the meth and ran. He needed enough money to leave town. He had a hundred. That'd get you a bus ticket. Yeah, right? that would. <laughs> yeah, isn't Monroe? You a few different. And bus you have to tickets. think it's kind of a small town. You know, you think to flag down an officer. Yeah, the one officer yeah. in town. <laughs> yeah, like you can't flag down an officer. Excuse me, sir. I never see just an officer driving down the street unless you're like Planet Fitness. Isn't yeah. Monroe? Louisiana Network Duck Dynasties. See, look, man, I really just need to rob this know. guy so I can get. Hey, yeah, I'll spot you. Hold on. Yeah, but I really need to rob this guy. <laughs> hey, no. hey, rack him. Did he say rob him? No, I said rack him. This sounds like a scene from Pain and Gain. I mean, if he was <laughs> smart, he'd just let him. That. He'd let him like walk in and then bust out their window and take their gun. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, at least he's polite. Yeah, yeah, he's. Hey, I'm going to rob somebody, but I don't want to. You know, I, I want to make sure it's okay with you if I Let's borrow your gun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to steal your. You don't gun commit the crimes somebody. in your neighborhood you or your local come, gym. Yeah, you go down the street. Maybe that was the intent. He was going to borrow their guns and then pawn them, and that was the people he was actually going to rob. Ah, who knows at this point? I, that, that's that, that's just as complicated smart. as Marvel. I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm guessing. Guessing that's giving Landon Wayne Duke a little more credit than he probably deserves. Interesting. <laughs> he had a bunch of meth. Let's keep that in mind. Yeah, exactly. Right. Not, not mastermind. <laughs> so exactly. you think they're John Wayne fans that his parents because they named Wayne him Duke. Wayne Duke. I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah mm. so his middle name's Wayne. Yeah. But his yeah. last name's not Duke. True. And we are not actually blood related, but our uncle is related to John Wayne. Yeah. Interesting trivia. Yeah. Now it's you just know. that may come up later on in the show. I don't know. We'll call back to that later. Well, let us know what you think are the top stories each and every week. If we use your suggestion, we'll give you a shout out in an upcoming episode. You can hit us up on social media, on Twitter and Facebook. Just search for and follow us at PGTC Podcast. Links to all that and much, much more at popgoestheculture.com. Here are the results from last week's pop quiz. The question was, what are you most looking forward to in entertainment and pop culture during the month of February? We only got, out of the four responses we offered, we only had two of them that received votes. That's oh. not to say people aren't looking forward to the others. It's just that it's going to be awfully hard to, if you had to vote between the four, everybody who voted voted for one of these two. At number two, with 43% of the vote, was The Masked Singer. And Ooh. not surprising, I don't think, to many, especially in this area. At number one, with 57% of the vote, I think the surprising thing might be how close they were. Uh, was the Super Bowl. A lot of folks were excited about the Super Bowl, uh, rightfully so. It was Even if you didn't have a team in the mix, it was an exciting game to watch. And um, now everyone who voted for that has nothing to look they forward have, they to are, the rest well, of the they, month. They are still looking forward <laughs> to things, just not There's the no most looking forward to I assure you, everybody that Super voted Bowl. for the Masked Singer has nothing to look forward to either. No, it's it not been sucks. a good start to the Masked Singer. <laughs> so the Masked Singer, so far we've unmasked 
two singers. After yep. the Super Bowl, they had uh, unmasked the robot, which was Lil, Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. Who was Wayne. absolutely horrible. He could not see. He was better than Llama, though. Like I feel then, like Llama should have went. And then first. last, earlier this week, a couple days ago now, um, they unmasked the llama, the llama, which was Drew Carey singing. Which was a great Carey. costume. Singing Tom Jones. And he actually, <laughs> he actually did pretty good this week, too. So did Wayne Brady talk him into doing it? I'm guessing so. Because <laughs> I can't um, imagine Drew Carey's like, I want to do that. We've he always, did. He, he actually seemed like super stoked about when they unmasked him. He was just he excited looked, to be there. Yeah. <laughs> One he, of those things. He looked no. like he was having fun. That's something different than what he normally does. I mean, so they've only shown six so far. They have 18 total. So they're giving us a couple episodes with this six. Then they'll give us a few episodes of the next six and so on. But of the six we've seen, there are four left. We've got the White Tiger. Who honestly, when I he when they were first talking, the first clue package of the night after the Super Bowl, just the cadence. I mean, I know they scrambled the voices, but the cadence and the way the pacing could have sworn it was Hulk Hogan. Yeah, it sounded that's like Hulk Hogan. Like one yeah. of them uh, thinks it's him. Yeah, one of them. I think it's. Uh, I forget who thinks that is. Um, one of the judges. Yeah. Say, the, if you put the mic up there, they'll be able to hear you. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't remember which one. I heard that he said brother after every line. So. <laughs> brother. Hey, brother. <laughs> I mean, that was kind of the giveaway. He ripped his shirt off. <laughs> I mean, his height, too. I mean, it, I, I'm guessing, fits. though, I think it's probably Rob Gronkowski just because he does a lot of the shit like that. Yeah, that Bad was another singer. good guess. Yeah, so. I he's a horrible singer. I think Nicole yeah. thinks who... The, Thinks that it's Gronk. Maybe. Cool costume. And I do like the fact that, unlike all the other ones where it's like, right. voice, he's right. like, right. 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 like super brother. Deep, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> brother. All so, right. Cool. And then, uh, well, who else have we seen? We've seen a, a female monster. monster. Yeah. Which, which, is, she which is clearly somebody old. She's not bad, though. No, it's, it's clearly an old yeah. soul Motown singer type person. Can you, can you explain to me what you mean by female monster? It's a monster, <laughs> but pink with a bow in its hair. So th- there was a monster. There was from, a blue monster, yeah, yeah that used to look like okay. a cross. Like if saying. the two characters from Monsters Inc. like had a love child, like yeah, a okay. one-eyed fuzzy gumdrop <laughs> that was blue. So yeah. Oh, gross. So now there's a pink one, which was T Pain in the first. Yeah, in uh, T Pain in the first season. Uh, but this one, she she clearly has trouble getting around. She doesn't move at all. No. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm thinking probably an old yeah singer. It has it's to be Betty an old White, singer. She gets around pretty well. Yeah. She doesn't. This yeah. This monster does not. Move as well. And really good voice, so she's yeah. definitely got some years. An older singer. And it doesn't also help that a lot of these costumes they're singing inside of it, right? As opposed to putting the microphone and having well, a they've mesh got the thing. mic. They've got the mic like right. You know, it's one of these that like goes over an yeah. ear and yeah. it comes down by there. But yep. yeah. and it's just and then there's somebody in the production that's just like got the device that you know makes it sound like shit when they talk, but it sounds normal when they sing. Yeah, but just the way it echoes in the costume, yeah. and it, it mm-hmm. just, it's like, it's yeah. not good. Well, who, what else have we seen? So that's three, that's four of the six. There's two. And there's, there's the one, I don't remember turtle. what it was. There's another there's there's, turtle. Yeah, yeah turtle. it was really good, Which too. is probably Donnie Wahlberg and Jenny McCarthy's just too <laughs> stupid to know that it's her husband. <laughs> that <is> her <laughs> husband. Yeah. yeah. And God, you, you want it to be that. It's a boy, boy, you've been hanging person, around the set so a lot lately. I'm just saying. Yeah. He he yeah he accompanies her to set and, and he, Jenny's probably the best at this too. She's yeah. the best. I mean, I she guess. probably there's, would there's know. One they thought was John Cena. I don't remember what costume. I think that was, was the that was the White, yeah. White Tiger. Yeah, this like yeah because his he's nowhere near built the there's way another, John Cena. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, uh, the kangaroo. Kangaroo, yeah, which is which is I don't know who the they're pretty is. good too. Yeah, she it's a younger yeah female yep. vocalist. We'll find out. We'll keep watching, I'm sure, and bring you your updates every week. Yeah, that was just we'll have the to first do the live stream watch along. That was about the first six, <laughs> and then we're do their masks the next ever six. provide clues? 
in theory, okay. in theory, there's supposed to be some sort of, but no. Okay. I, yeah, I know some it, folks that worked. I, and it, the the costumes have gotten better. I know some people who worked in production on the first season, and that shit was held together with duct tape and bobby pins and a prayer. <laughs> They're like, don't move because we can't let people see that the entire backside don't is ripped at all. Yeah. Just sing. So, but they've actually got a budget now because Fox was like, "Hey, people are watching this. We're making ad money, so they're actually putting together decent costumes now." Let us know what you think about the Mass Singer. Anything else that's going on? We are going to bring you a brand new pop quiz at the end of this episode. Stick around for that. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have a special guest with us. We're going to talk Oscars. The Oscars are this weekend. We're going to have some fun doing so. It won't be your standard. Uh, who do you think is going to win? We're going to do something a little different, a little fun, right after this. All right, this Sunday are the Academy Awards. We have special guests in the studio with us. They're going to be talking about this year's nominees. Everybody else has already introduced themselves, so we'll let our new folks, and I'm, we're going to, I'll let you pass it to Scott so he can talk. He's not well. going to talk. He might. He might introduce himself. I'll talk about him. Okay, That's ahead. what I do. Uh, I'm Chris, Chris Luzader. I uh, work for a production company by day, and then I, on the side, do movie reviews for on social media and for Color 10 and Fox. And I'm a voting member for the Critics' Choice Awards, which just happened and are right after the Golden Globes. So it's kind of on the road to the Oscars. So this time of the year is very exciting for a movie lover, whether you, you know, whether your movies are being celebrated right now, any time to celebrate the movies is exciting for me. Absolutely. I love it. And Scott's here. Yeah, Scott's here. Scott's we, won't, my, we won't force you to speak. He's to my him. director of photography. I take him to the award show with me so he can make me look cool for, <laughs> you know, the year. So it's Chris and Silent Say Scott. Say hi, Scott. <laughs> yes, Chris and hi, Silent Scott. Scott. There he is. <laughs> All right. So we are going to do this a little differently. Everybody that has a podcast is doing their Oscar picks right now, and I've listened to many of them, and they're all mo- they're not, not all. as good. Most of them are doing this traditional. What do you think? Ooh, that's good. What do you think? Ooh, I like that. Ooh, I might like yours. No, I think I like mine. I'm going to stick with mine. Oh yeah, I definitely like that. Yeah. Shit, yeah, we ain't going to do that. <laughs> We're going to have fun. Oh, We're going to pass every <laughs> single on, movie I on here. I forgot something. Can I interject really yeah, quickly? Yeah, the FCC does not. Yes, yes. because <laughs> I was in radio for 22 years, and this thing in front of me was the demon that I had. To, I, had I have a very foul mouth, so let her fly. All yeah. of the words. Everyone, all of them. We've used them all, all at one point or another. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. That's not gonna. That's not good for me <laughs> to know. We are here to. We are here to be your enablers Son tonight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. So here's how we're gonna do this. We're gonna play a little game. We've got the dice, which means one thing. We're gonna roll them. We're gonna roll for order. Who's gonna go first, second, third, fourth? We're gonna be four participants in this, and we're gonna do this. If you've done fantasy sports things, it's gonna be very similar to that. We're gonna draft our Oscar ballots, which means whoever goes first will pick a nominee from a category and say, that's my number one pick. I need to go first. Nobody else can take that pick. You can take any other nominee from any other category. You can take any nominee from the same category if you think they chose poorly. And then at the end of this, everybody, each of the four participants are going to have five choices. Okay? The participants are Chris... Who's representing things from the critics' perspective? 
Curtis, who's representing from the writer-actor perspective. Coop, who is representing from the Alamo Draft House. Come on in. Food is arriving. And then everybody else, so Brad, Kenny, Dakota, Dustin, they are representing from the just the the audience the fan yeah the fan perspective so we'll see whether an individual or the hive mind is better in this at the end of this what we'll do is we'll throw it up on social media we'll ask you to vote for who you think has the best grouping of five and then we'll also at the end of the week we'll sit down and we'll actually look and see who did the best as a group so we'll give you those results on next week's show is that completely clear? <laughs> Everybody understands? Yes, Nobody sure. has a question? It's clear shit. All right, yes. we'll take it. <laughs> so let's bust <laughs> out the dice. Out. I'll <laughs> break out the die. We'll do four of them. So if I can get them out here without dead air, dead air. So how is everybody? Thanks, Curtis. I'm doing fantastic. You're, You're wearing Helter Skelter. I'm wearing Helter Skelter. Let's, let's talk about what you guys ordered for dinner. What did you just have, Brad? Oh, I'm still working on it. It's the Titan Burger. The Titan Burger. Here for a limited time. What does that time. consist of? Tell it us consists of the in-game nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you Kenny roll Toddlers that. and oh, That's what it's from. I wasn't, this, it, is, yeah. this is a best of 2019 limited menu, and I wasn't actually sure what movie from the past year this was from, but we should have figured it out. Titan Burger, yeah, it'd been in-game. I actually yeah. remember the Titans, but... <laughs> it's been sitting around in the freezer <laughs> yeah. for years. It's what burger. John Wayne used to eat every day of his life before he died. Curtis, what'd you have? Oh. <laughs> we'll get you You've offended her already. Curtis, what'd you have? Uh, I had the biscuits and gravy with egg and bacon. How was it? It was pretty good, even though... So not everybody didn't like it. I'm just, yeah, I'm not. Is it just like breakfast and it's like, yeah, I've never it's seen it. It's in a pan. You got the biscuits and the gravy on the bottom, and then they put the. What are they smothered? The it's bacon. smothered. What do they put in the oh, gravy? Okay. You don't want to know, dude. The tears <laughs> of <laughs> sausage gravy. You don't want to know what's in the gravy. It's a white sawmill gravy. What'd you guys get? Uh, cauliflower crust pizza, because it's Ooh. the best. Thai yeah, chicken pizza. Thai chicken, but on my half, there's no chicken and substitute olives, because I don't, eat, model olives, I don't eat the meats. And then. Um, so Greek I get my Caesar. Very good. Uh, Me eating this burger is offending you, right? No, 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 not at all. <laughs> I just don't want to eat it. I eat mozzarella sticks because I am also no. Because it gets the, the kids menu. <laughs> it's the kids menu. I don't think anybody really realizes this is. Oh, I mean, the kids menu is great. Oh, yeah. I love it. I didn't so I know eat. they had a kids afford. menu. Yeah. Until I don't think everybody realizes it there. Yeah, because they don't hand it to you when you walk in. They gave it to Dakota when he walks in, but everybody else they <laughs> looks old enough. They, did they, know, ID, yeah. they know exactly who he is when he walks in. <laughs> exactly. Do you use the kids' menu and then drink? Yeah, no, yes. <laughs> yeah, Perfect. it happens a lot. I drink two beers at once, actually. Yeah, he, he orders two beers for himself and no you one else. You make up for it. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, can I say something? Please we do. have to acknowledge a sad but, you know, awesome, you know, Kirk Douglas. Yeah, we talked about that. Oh, yeah. you did. I'm sorry. But that's okay. I was in the other room. I know. That's all right. Yeah. Sorry you might that. be more eloquent than uh, the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, probably so. Yeah, he was Spartacus. Right. I mean, he, he, was he was Spartacus. Spartacus. That's what I posted. I'm Spartacus. <laughs> but hey, if you're 103, that's not something to cry about. That's, no, that's, that's, that's pretty a impressive. That's a good run. For sure. Yeah. It's definitely something to die about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you see the old photos of him, it's just like an uncanny resemblance of Michael. Yeah. Was he the computer that wore tennis shoes? What? Ooh. Who? Kurt Douglas? I think it was Kirk Russell, maybe? Is this uh, a Disney like, film? No, Kurt Vonnegut Jr.? Kurt Russell? No. But you know, Kirk Douglas was. And 
pardon me if you talked about this already. No, we he didn't, was, I'm sure. <laughs> he was trailblazing in some of his, like he'd started his own production yeah. company and was like, and he okay, never mind. I'm not yeah, he was very socially and politically aware in yeah. his hires. and Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. There's so actually a movie he that he's in that I've been books. meaning to watch for a while, and then after I learned that he'd passed, I was like, all right, I'm going to break down and actually buy it. And that's Out of the Past with Robert Mitchum. I'd never yeah. seen it before. And so I've got that ordered, and I'm like, I'm going to watch it when it comes in. Yeah, it was Kurt Russell. I'm an idiot. Yeah, I think uh, it was. Kurt <laughs> Russell. Kurt. I, I didn't think it was Kurt Douglas. Kurt with a yeah. T, Russell, or Kirk Douglas. Same thing. You know, pretty close. <laughs> Fubar, right. Spartacus, whatever. Yeah. Same thing. All right, let's roll these dice. High number is going to pick first in our draft. Oh We're going to slap There's each other for that. Nah, just roll it on the. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's yeah. what I got. Okay. Just roll. I have horrible. On the count of three, yeah, Kenny, you don't want Kenny to roll. All right, count of three. Kenny's always terrible. One, two, three, roll it. Shit. Well, the good news is you'll get a pick twice in a row. Mine went under the seat. Coop, <laughs> Coop lost it. I got a one. I got a two. You got a two. Yeah, you got, got a two. It's like so a nobody wanted Manji. I got a five, baby. Still, I didn't roll. It was actually a six. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it. Sure it is. We're gonna give you the six. Okay, he's <laughs> like it's roll an again, eight. There, Curtis. <laughs> All right, so here's how it's going to go. We're going to go. Uh, what Coop, did we get? I'm we got five. Coop is number one. The yell Thank you. Coop's going first. As I should. And then. What am I doing? Then the podcast crew will go second. Snake Eye. Curtis That's will go third. <laughs> and Chris, I'm sorry. <laughs> we, we asked you to come in here, then we make you pick last. Right. This will be Here's your damn stick. <laughs> just add throw up there. But on the plus side, the last you got person your dice. gets to go two in a yeah. row. It'll so. be serpentine, which means first, second, third, fourth, and then the next round will go four, three, two, one. We'll wrap around till the end. So we get a couple picks in a row. All right, right. so Coop, you got the first pick. You are picking for who, who, or what you think will be a shoe in for an award at the Oscars this Sunday night. You can pick any nominee from any category because nothing's been picked yet. Okay. Well, then I'm going to pick. Um, hmm. I, honestly, I'm going to do it something different because I know everyone else is creaming their pants to do the first part of that list here. Okay. I'm going to do production design. Production design. Oh, uh, wow. For Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it really felt uh, the time of the era, the late 1960s and the, you know, the West Coast. It's a good pick. It really felt like that time. Yep. Very good. Good pick. So the first pick from Cooper is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for production design. So you're keeping all I'm sorts keeping of track. tabs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you can mark them off if you want. Everybody should have a ballot from them. All right, so the podcast crew, are you going to take the low-hanging fruit podcast crew, oh, the four shit. of you collaborating? <laughs> You're fucking right, one of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to go with the Joker. All right. Walking For what? For best picture? Yeah. Is that what you're thinking? Or, or are you going best picture? You have to specify. I think we're going to go. Because if you're going best picture, I'm going to have to be What are you taking? I mean, Brad, Brad's got different opinions if it's the best picture. Yeah. If you're let's going Joaquin Phoenix lead actor, I'm okay Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix yeah. as actor in a leading the role? the only other standout for me was Adam Driver in Marriage Story in that category. Yeah. Not that I was thinking Star I haven't finished watching all Come of them in that category. Come now. I haven't seen Pain and Glory yet. I really want to, but... All right, so two picks are off the board. Third pick goes to Curtis. Curtis. I'm going to go with original screenplay for Knives Out. Original screenplay for Knives See, Out. See, that was something I was going to suggest to. I'm surprised that's how I do it. So those three picks are off the board. So you can Wait, pick where is anything. Screenplay? Uh, it is on oh, the left is. column, second. I told you everyone was screaming for that half out? of the page. Mm-hmm. Like, Ooh. Do you think Knives Out? 
That's what I was thinking. If you don't think knives out, you can pick a different one from that category, or you can go Oh, I'm going um, Best Supporting Actor. Supporting Actor. Brad Pitt. Agree. 100 trillion percent. I finally got Brad to watch that movie, by the way. And and I'm not going for him in that category. Uh, I'm kind of going with Joe Pesci. uh, Mm -mm. Thanks for giving it up. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was awesome, though. He was awesome in that. All right, so Brad Pitt as Best Supporting Actor in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You also get the next pick, so you get another choice. Okay, I'm going Best Actress, Renee Zellweger in Judy. I just I just I, thought it was just Renee Zellweger. <laughs> what? <laughs> just just yeah, nominating Judy. her in general. Okay. Yeah, no, no, I just didn't even think she was Judy. I just thought it was Renee Zellweger. Ah. This is what she's up to. You felt like she disappeared. I thought she was like, you know, yeah. She was just playing a version of herself. Yeah, she just thought she was Judy. But she was Silver Nay. I haven't seen that yet. I've heard she's great in it. In fact, that's all I've heard that's great about that movie. But but like I said, still that leading role. It's a sad movie. What's that? Was that leading role? Yeah, actress in a leading role. Renee Mm -hmm. Zellweger is Chris's second choice. Curtis, we go back to you for your second choice. I'm going to go for cinematography for The Lighthouse. Oh, boy, I don't know. You don't know? I mean, it's your pick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, let me, yeah don't let me tell you no. Right. <laughs> Just sit in my seat. I, it was a very, I, I, out of the I, ones that I've seen. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know you guys right I, I enjoyed the hell out of that movie. As weird as it was. Okay, The Lighthouse. Can we just talk about that let's, for let's two do, seconds? Because I, I, did, you, did you not love it? It's a one that I appreciate, and I can never watch that again yeah. as long as I live. <laughs> exactly. Willem Dafoe is, f- oh, actually both of them yeah. are fantastic. Yes. They are. Because Vampire Boy stretched his wings. Mm-hmm. Um, Pattins- Robert Pattinson. Um, but I know it was... Just so wild. Yeah. Like it's an appreciator, and I can never watch it again. And I can't get that time back either. You, know? <laughs> you didn't know. feel it was well spent then? Uh, I mean, I've, I I've seen worse. I've yeah. seen some, I've seen the grown up movies. So Robert Pattinson calling uh, Willem Dafoe an old bitch was hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot in that movie that I did not expect. Yeah, like you mentioned earlier, I didn't expect it to be as funny as it was. Yeah. Unintentionally. I, well, I won't say unintentionally. They knew what they were doing, but the yeah. moments that strike you and you're just like, oh, shit, they. That's yeah, funny. I do really want to watch that. I technically rented it from Redbox, but didn't get to see it. And then he ke- held on to that rental for like three days. And I, I had to pay for it and didn't get to see it. Yeah, it's, it's worth right. checking out. A little is upset about solid. that. He, he is. is and solid. he's just batshit crazy enough in this one. Total. To, I, I'm a little and upset. The director. So that was picked for cinematography. <laughs> that was. That was the cinematography pick. So, podcast crew, as you guys are discussing, you have the next pick. Where are you guys going? Well, I actually going don't know where they're best going. Director, well, is this guy on two teams? You want a best director, but you're trying to figure out which one you're going to take? Yeah, yeah. there's four of us on one team. Not, yeah. not well, working you know, as efficiently quite yet. We have two of us that are okay with one choice. And then we one who Brad, doesn't care, and then and one who Brad doesn't like Tarantino, but we want Tarantino. You uh, want I'm Tarantino? F- I'm personally rooting for Bong Joon-ho in that category. Okay, yeah. But, yeah, but this if, is if not the majority about, is yeah, picking Tarantino. This is not about who you're rooting for. This is the, about who you think's going to going, win. I, I do think Bong Joon-ho I personally think Todd Phillips will take it. Parasite for Best Picture. I heard Tarantino, so that's what I'm going to give you guys because yeah. we're not going to be here all night waiting on you to pick. All right, Coop, we're going back to you. You've got two picks in a row. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go sound editing. Sound editing. And this is because I work at the Alamo, you know, and I hear right. all the sounds. 
I think like the most like you feel you're in the film without watching the film was Ford versus Ferrari. I agree. With like you could feel Not the speed without actually seeing the speed uh-huh. by the sound of the engine and the car going. I thought Very that was really nice. So sound editing, Ford v. Ferrari. And then your next pick? Um, I'm going to have to go with my best uh, leading role, male actor, mm-hmm. uh, is uh, DiCaprio for Once okay. Upon a Time. Uh, just because he really, I felt like he really captured someone who was well, really trying to capture uh, himself in a time that he was not in. And I hope sure I understood what you just said. You didn't do the Joker? No, you didn't do Joaquin? Okay. That's it. Yeah, well, they did take Joaquin, but that's the only category they picked him in. Yeah, yeah. I I agree with DiCaprio. I I would honestly watch an entire movie of him playing that character. Yeah, Yeah. like he was. I think that'd be a fun show. I just watch him scoffing at Lady Gaga. If you haven't seen that, that's pretty funny. So what is no, it? No, I haven't seen that. No. Is this a meme? There's pictures all over the internet of him just like scoffing at Lady Gaga when she gets up at an award show. And I just watch that for hours. <laughs> That'd be your movie, an hour and a yeah. half of that. Fair <laughs> enough. All right, right podcast gang, yeah. you've got your next pick coming up. You can pick, you know, you could pick, in theory, like all, all five from one category and be guaranteed <laughs> one win. <laughs> I guess that's an option. I don't know. I don't think I, you're I going don't to. think that's the best. No, I don't strategy. Probably not the best, but. It's a strategy. It Brad's is a got, strategy. On yeah, I was thinking um, in the inter- uh, best international film, only one of those movies was nominated for best picture in addition to that. So it's that a pretty safe category. bet that Parasite stands the best chance of winning that category. Yeah. Is that what you guys want to go with? Yep. Yeah, yeah, we were cool with that. Okay. Thank God. And if you guys haven't seen it yet, I would strongly recommend you catching it. Somewhere. Oh my god! You know, so good. I, I thought think it was it's just showing okay. at the Moxie. Showing here. Showing Is here? it showing here yeah. now? Okay. Ten o'clock. It wasn't tonight. last week. Okay. Yeah. No, it was. It was at eleven a.m. in the morning for some reason. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, some reason you couldn't make it. All right. So Curtis, <laughs> we go back to you for your third pick. Has anyone taken anything from Best Picture? Uh, Best Picture is still uh, wide open. Yep. Yep. We, uh, we've been reluctant. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Curtis has taken Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I agree with that too. Very good. Chris, you will get two picks back to back. <laughs> Original song. Original song. I'm going to love me again from Rocket Man. Very good. Karen Egerton was really good in that movie, by the way. Absolutely. Do you feel like it's getting overlooked because of Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah. And no, I just think it's getting overlooked because the... The, uh, it's it a strong non-linear. Year. Oh, it's a strong male year. It's a weak female year. Yeah, oddly. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, tell me what's open again. There is a lot available. Uh, if there's something you're looking at in particular, here I'll, you can see my sheet. I've been marking them. Anything that's not marked is open still. Okay, doke. Coop, what sound editing um. did you choose? Uh, sound editing. I did Ford Let's versus do Ferrari. Animated. <laughs> animated feature. Animated feature. Toy Story Four. Ooh, you think so? Mm. I, think it's just mm. I would have chose How to Train a Dragon over that. Really? I think if they I pick it, it's because Mouse is going to sue him if they don't. If, <laughs> if I had, if I was picking my favorite in that, it would probably be I Lost I, My Body. There's a lot of that But it doesn't matter. <laughs> I talked to that those guys. Did you? Yeah. I've talked to those guys. They were very interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. That would have been my sentimental. Yeah, uh, Fran- yeah. French, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Curtis, we go back to you for your fourth pick. 
I'm going to pick Visual Effects, The Irishman. Really? Yeah. <laughs> All right. As long hey. as you didn't pick Lion King. Thank God. <laughs> that is a choice. That is a choice. You, you understand even, what the point of this is, right? <laughs> I know this. Can I your change favorite? it? No. That, no, you, you're you, locked in. Yeah. You did it. I will say that the de-aging is obviously the appeal in that category in terms of visual effects for the Irishman. The appeal? No, no, it's, it's what that. That's what that. that movie that's what they're hanging their hat on. Yeah, yeah, for. I got you. Um, I think it works better on Pesci and Pacino than it did De Niro personally in that movie. Podcast that's crew, just my own opinion. Y'all are up. We were gonna go visual effects as well, but we we're gonna go with end game. Yep. You guys are taking end game for visual effects. Yep. I suppose. All right. Visual nightmare. <laughs> I would say the de aging in Endgame works better than the de aging in The Irishman. If you're just looking at that <laughs> right, one right. thing, Chris Evans really is as old as he is at the end of Endgame, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they just de aged him through the rest of the, the yeah. MCU. Yeah, the entire the other <laughs> 22 films of those that he was in, he's really not that young. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. All right, so then we are going to Coop for your last, your final two picks, two picks in a row. Coop. Oh my god. All right. So. My last two picks here are uh, staying away from Hollywood. It would be best picture is going to be, for me, was Parasite. Uh, I really enjoyed the film through and through. It was quite the twists and turns, an original. And screenplay also Parasite, because if it's the best picture, it should also get screenplay, because it doesn't make sense if it doesn't. All right. So Coop goes Parasite with his last two picks in (laughs) original screenplay and best picture. Podcasters, your final pick as a group. We're we're on it. It doesn't look like you're, looks like, it looks like you two are over here. These two are over here. That's all right. No, we've already. You, you're the in between guy. Spread across the room. Yeah, here, you are. I know. It's yeah. more difficult to uh, debate. There is a whole lot of that goes I'm in. with Kenny on whatever he well, wants on this one. Whatever you guys do, that's fine. I feel like you haven't got your like solid pick pick yet. I don't. I don't know. I mean, you want to do Adrian Phillips? Yeah, we can do that. What are we doing? We're, we'll go with a uh, best costume design. Costume design, and we'll go with Adrian Phillips for the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. All right, just nailing all the outfits and everything like that. Really keeping it oh, super definitely. period. Yeah, very good. All right, sure. Curtis, your final pick. Let's see. I 60 minutes. Think. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Getting down to the wire here. It's your last this pick. This is my last pick. It's almost like you knew this was coming and you didn't prepare. Yeah. Yeah. Almost. Completion anxiety. Well, you know. <laughs> Let's see. I think... Has anyone taken anything from costume design? Uh, once upon a time, yeah. Once upon a time, did yes. Literally just did the that. Pick Curtis. right before Curtis yours. <laughs> I was, I was paying Thanks attention for being here today, Curtis. We appreciate you. this. So you know where you're at. Yes, I do. We're All right, podcast, man. directing. <laughs> I have turned not that mic anything on from directing. Uh, directing. Are you asking if anything's been taken? I know Tarantino's been taken. Tarantino's been taken. Yes. I'm yeah. going to go ahead and go with Bong Joon Ho for best director of Parasite. All righty. Yeah, we were on the fence of that one too. Yeah, I'm actually not on the fence. I'm I'm positive. He's, he's with Curtis. Yeah, he's a strong yeah. candidate for yeah. that. <laughs> All right, so Chris, you have the distinction of giving us the last pick, and then I will run through these so everybody knows exactly what they've got. Has there. anyone done makeup and hair? No. Uh, no. no. Makeup and hair is still open. 
completely open. Because I could do that for sure, and I'm probably going to. Um, Yes, but I really have (laughs) things to say about picture and director. Well, we're we're going to have time to discuss at the end. So yes, Uh, but yes, I'm going makeup and hair as bombshell. Yeah, take your layup because she was Megyn Kelly. Yes, Charlize Theron was Megyn Kelly. Absolutely. That's not really been a selling point for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here... Margot Robbie lifting yeah. her skirt higher, higher, higher. What about that? That's always a selling point for me. I'm <laughs> honestly kind of tired of Margot Robbie, personally. I should have been on the poster, right? Yeah. I love her. All right, so here's what we've got. I've only I liked her in Whiskey Tango Foxtrot in about time. I liked her in Wolf, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. She's okay in that. I don't think she's I heard she does some dirty that. stuff in that, too. I'm, in, I'm on board. <laughs> you're going to be checking that out this weekend. Yeah. She I goes fell in full love with her in Wolf of that. Wall Street. And her, yep. her Harley Quinn voice is just a bit too much for me. It's, it's like watching episodes of The Nanny. I just can't do it. It's spot on. <laughs> it's oh, nothing's that bad. All right, so here's what we've got. There's something hot was about it. Was Here is what's been taken. In Best Picture, Curtis took Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, Coop took Parasite. In directing, we have Bong Joon-ho for Parasite for Curtis. And the podcast team took Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Actress in a leading role, Renee Zellweger. Chris took that one. Uh, The podcast crew took actor in a leading role with Joaquin Phoenix. Coop took Leonardo DiCaprio. That's a good pick. Actor in a supporting role, Brad Pitt. Chris took Brad Pitt. Uh, Original screenplay, Curtis took Knives Out. And Coop took Parasite. Animated feature, Toy Story 4. Chris took that one. International feature film, Parasite. The podcast crew took that. Original song, Chris took I'm Gonna Love Me Again from Rocket Man. Sound editing, Cooper took Ford v. Ferrari. Makeup and hairstyling, Bombshell. Chris took that one. Costume design, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood from the podcast team. Cinematography, Curtis took The Lighthouse. Production design. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Cooper took that one. Visual effects, Avengers Endgame from the podcasters, and The Irishman for Curtis. There were some (laughs) categories that were completely untouched. Let's talk about, this is the open discussion about the Oscars. You can talk about something that somebody else took and just shit all over it. You can talk about something that wasn't taken. You can talk about something that wasn't nominated but should have been. This is the open forum, so go right ahead. Who wants to jump in? I know you've got. I'm going to shit on Toy Story Four. Why did they make Toy Story Four? I'm going to shit all over it too. It's dumb. Can I? Can I address a joke? They closed it down in the third one. Podcast about Marriage Story being a spinoff of Toy Story, and no one found it funny. (laughs) I watched that. You you can address it if you want. I guess what? Nobody still thinks it's funny. (laughs) And then when I watched the movie, I realized Randy Newman did the music for it. Yeah. Oh, I can hear it. It sounds like a Toy Story score. (laughs) So that joke actually has a little bit more credence to it. I feel like Marriage Story was like that Oscar-ish. I think the best thing that that movie had going for it was the performances. Everything else, mm, not so much. Well, you know, if you want to talk about that, there are a few other films here that, if it wasn't for a performance or two... I was really impressed with Adam Driver in Marriage Story. I don't think he stands Uh, up. There was one scene in Marriage Story that was great, and it was when he broke down. Right. I don't Um, think he's going to win that category at all. I I just have a couple of things to say. take it away. One... You know, I make my predictions. Um, there's, I have two lists: who I want to win, right, mm. and who I think will. Um, 
my cohort and I have differing opinions on because I am Tarantino till the end of time and Once Upon a <laughs> Time you. in Hollywood, which is my number one of the year from the second I saw it. I've loved every minute of it from the opening shot, and I love him. And if his 10th movie is his final movie, I'm going to find him and I'm going to punch him in the face. <laughs> no, I should have said that because I did have the chance Especially to shake, if it's a Star Trek I did film. have the chance to shake his hand and tell him congratulations because the Critics' Choice at least uh, gave him the award. But um, I feel like that Sam Mendes and 1917 are going to win because that's how the Academy rolls. Right. Because yeah. he won the DGA Sam Mendes did, and the Academy rolls with a movie like that. They love those British period mm. pieces. And, and I've, I've only seen... I haven't seen all of the Best Picture nominees. I've seen eight of them. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Little Women yet. I've seen them all. Um, That's all right. You don't have it's to. It's really good, I really actually. liked all, pretty much every movie that was nominated, mm-hmm. but 1917 is... That one and Parasite are kind of my personal two favorites of the year um, for as far as that category goes. I would have ixnayed Marriage Story and put Bombshell in there. I don't know that Marriage Story place. deserved the, the Best Picture nomination. Well, here's, it's here's not a the, bad movie, but... The talking point is... They have they they can slot ten and they've only slotted nine. So I w- I've recounted them multiple times. <laughs> they like, did ten why? once. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if you were they to did eleven once. Yeah. So if you were to it. give the additional slot, you would have gone with bombshell. Hundred <laughs> percent. What else would you guys have slid in I, there? Well, I also would have gone with peanut butter falcon. Mm-hmm. Fuck the I most have... underrated of the year. Go not, ahead and throw not in the solution. lighthouse. The lighthouse. Yeah. Which one? I say it's not peanut butter solution. <laughs> Because that's been joked about on this. Yeah, that's a different. Before. That's a different show altogether. And then after someone else talks, I do. I have more. I have more questions after someone else talks. I think someone brought this. I think it was Coop. Is like, why is Rise of Skywalker an original score? Yeah, there's great. nothing original about that score. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they probably wrote one movement. I, for I'm done. With there's them. probably a few different scales in there, but yeah. who cares? I'm I done with those movies. They were Sorry. done with it in the 1980s. I haven't seen it, but personally, I think yes. Thomas Newman's yeah. score for 1917 is the one that um, stood out to me the most. Joker. Um, I don't remember the that score from the Joker. Was I don't haunting. really remember it. Yeah, I mean, haunted I just, me the whole time. The, uh, I was just like, fuck you hum a few bars from it? Phoenix the what? Whole time. <laughs> I think this is, this is my little <laughs> and joke. And your kid's meal with your drink. And like, best yeah. supporting yeah. role. Should have had a Bob Odenkirk in Little Women because he was the redeeming factor of that film. Oh, I love him. Yeah, it was uh, that was the best part. When I heard his voice, I was like, "Oh, this movie's got better. It sucks less now." Yeah, I think Defoe well, should for have a fifth. Been yeah, I think Defoe should have been nominated. <laughs> if I'm looking at the list of actors, I'm sorry, actors in supporting role. You know, you could pick between Pesci and Pacino. Probably Pesci actually in The Irishman. Anthony Hopkins. Oh, Pesci was better than yeah. Pacino. You, so you could drop. Al Pacino, and you could put I, Willem Dafoe I in there. You could drop it. Pacino in that movie, but Pesci definitely stood out more. Yeah. In you that could, movie you could. Too I think you could drop Hopkins and Hanks for Dafoe. Yeah, right. Like, Do you know that two popes? I didn't. I didn't. It's love. not that good. <laughs> it's, I didn't love. Yeah. It's really. The thing is with Willem Dafoe is like he was speaking like a pirate, and that can be so hokey. But he <laughs> did it with such seriousness that it just seemed natural. And I don't. I, I think he's the only person that could have pulled that. Out. And, and, I was going to say I don't think Willem Dafoe does anything hokey. If he's going for it, he's going. I mean, for well, and, and because of what that film is, no, he's going for it one hundred percent in Spider Man. <laughs> true, he, it just is just as much playing multiple facets. <laughs> I love to be in that movie. A very fractured, you know, it's because the narrative is fractured. You don't know what's real at any given time. I want to know if the drinks were really drinks or if they were props. Oh, I'm sure. 
probably a little bit of sweet tea like and Yeah. <laughs> He's my, he was my favorite Jesus. There you he go. is my favorite uh, <laughs> character in Death Note. <laughs> what Death was that? He's my favorite character in Death Note on Netflix. Well, that was pretty good. Oscar. Yeah. There you no, go. Really. I don't know about the Oscar, <laughs> well, but sure, why not? You know, just say whatever you want here. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Other stuff that nobody touched. Uh, sh- we, d- we didn't touch the shorts at all. Did anyone see I the lives? Them, but I, didn't see no. I watched all the lives, all the, the lives. live shorts here no. at Alamo, and they are all really good. And the one that has the most momentum to win is called Brotherhood. That's mm-hmm. not the one that I would have chosen, but uh, that's someone that's kind of the leading contender. But they're mm-hmm. all really strong. I did not see the animated ones. Though. I've seen two of the animated ones. I've seen Hair Love and Kit Bull. Hair Love, Hair is, Love is, the, is fantastic. That's the one that's leading the pack. Hair Love is, is fantastic, yeah. One thing that's been kind of confusing me is why Scarlett Johansson got nominated at lead and supporting. Like, she's good in both of those movies. I don't think she deserved the nomination for both of those movies. I actually think she's better in JoJo. I liked her better in JoJo, but she almost had less to do in Mm -hmm. JoJo. So I don't know Which if it was really worthy of the performance. Like I'm blanking out on the kid's name, but he carried JoJo practically yeah. by himself. The, the kid yeah. and, uh, and the girl. Um, I didn't like that They movie. were both uh, better performances, I think, from that movie. What about Taika? Because I haven't seen it. So what, Ta- how was Taika he? is pretty funny. Would it be weird to nominate someone playing Hitler, I guess? No. Well, if they played a good Hitler, then no. Yeah. No. <laughs> he took Hitler to another level, that's for sure. Definitely <laughs> took Hitler, Hitler to another level. level. <laughs> <laughs> I've never he laughed made, at Hitler. He made Hitler fun to watch. You ever watch Preacher? I feel like Preacher made Hitler fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Other thoughts? I know you've got more thoughts, Chris. Hit us with them. I have so many thoughts. Um, Just start I'm laying ang- them down. We'll I'm try to angry keep up. that Bombshell didn't do more uh-huh. and better at the box. Um I love Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. However, Scorsese is my favorite director in life. I think it came out a little too so late, Bombshell. Is that maybe, why? Yeah. It kind of came out after everyone like Knives Out and everything. So everyone's load was blown, you know. And I mean, I liked Knives Out, but mm. I didn't think it was all that. No. 14 bags of chips. <laughs> I definitely enjoyed it. I definitely 12 bags of chips. I mean, it's a good film. Don't get me wrong. I like that it was original and not a sequel for the hundredth time. Yeah. Except Mission Impossible is totally fine to make sequels and... I'm excited about Top Gun I, <laughs> I haven't seen a Mission Impossible since the second one. I, oh, I jumped off after the second one. For Fast and the Furious 9. That's the I also one. jumped off. <laughs> no. so you didn't watch Jobs and Huh? Oh, my God. Will I watch it? Yes, I will watch it. Car choreography is an underrated art. It's it is very pretty diff- cool. Yeah. It's just one of those franchises you just got to stick with. I like, can't. I, except for the We've gone one. this far. We know Tokyo Drift was no good. Uh, <laughs> screenplays are a pretty tough category. Yeah. yeah. Really yeah. tough category. And I, I do wish Greta Gerwig would have gotten um, a nod for it. She's a great director. director. Mm-hmm. She's actually a better director than she is an actress. Yeah. Same as sort of like Ben Affleck. I yeah. love him as a, a director more than I do an actor. Yeah, yeah. Most people I can do. think of Most movies people. that he directed that I like more <laughs> than performances he's done. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, if you liked Argo, then you probably liked one more movie than any of his performances. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I loved Argo. It was my favorite movie yeah. of that year. Argo was Mine was Zero Dark Thirty for that year. I really enjoyed Ooh, that. Oh, I love Catherine Bigelow. Best yeah. female director for me. Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms. I would argue against Joker in adapted screenplay because the entire lead up to Joker's release was this is not adapted from any existing yeah, that's what source I thought material. Too. When I saw that on there, I was like, wait, I think you, I think you exempt yourself from the adapted yeah, screenplay like, category when 
your interviews and, are. And they it's inspired did, by, they though. They did uh, depict the Wayne family murder, which is taken from previous things. It's may I not be that. 100%. But I thought it was cool. Yeah, but they were depicted differently. I think it's fitting not that it's the in the murder, adapted. But I, mean, I, don't, I don't think about. it's fitting when <laughs> parents die. It's just, it's I love watching the Waynes cool die again, yeah. again and again and again. It's, it's like cool Groundhog Day. It's great. Exactly. <laughs> I think the worst version I saw by a Jeep was uh, Batman versus <laughs> Superman. Yeah. yeah. It was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Like the worst with good people in it. Yeah. Right. Like they cast Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Lowen Cohan for that, and I was like, really. What about um, anyone forgotten? Like, I thought that Jennifer Lopez was freaking fantastic in Hustlers mm-hmm. and completely robbed by, let's see who's in here, Kathy Bates, who was great. I mean, that movie was good, but I mean. Yeah, but. Not better than J-Lo. <laughs> Hustlers no. wasn't Yeah, my wife's with you on that one. Um, wait, um, that movie. I can't find it. <laughs> well, J Lo made it very. Yeah, there's Kathy Bates. Yeah. Well, Laura Dern's probably Scarlett the. Johansson. She's probably the winner. Uh, yeah, Margot Robbie. And Margot Robbie, who I absolutely love, was great. But I don't know. J Lo is the strongest. I mean, it was against her grain. She's yeah. usually kind of in, you know, rom com type Gee things, Lee. and <laughs> does the same lane. And she went out of the norm. So I was. She was kind of bitchy and sleuthy. Fun. Yeah. And she got to recycle some of that material for the Super Bowl. So that she was did, cool. yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe getting snubbed was a good thing for the rest of us yeah. because then we got the Super Bowl. I didn't Bowl have after. a problem. I mean, what do people want in 12 minutes? It was getting on my nerves. Yeah, it was all really, the haters. Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah, we that talked about that. It was, we all like it. Yeah, I did the, too. The yeah. Coalition for Moral Decency did not for whatever I'm reason. Like, no, then well, whatever. Don't watch it. As yeah. a production person, it made me it's just angry a distraction from the actual problems. A lot of production people that worked their ass off to make that 12 minutes happen that weren't named Jennifer Lopez. And so those haters, the thumb haters make me angry. Yeah. I mean, it's also yeah, a three-hour-long beer commercial. So, I mean, for anyone saying it's family-friendly. <laughs> yeah. Did you not see the cheerleaders before the game? I mean, because they were wearing yeah. as little as the rest What about all the coaches of... with their, I mean, if you can read lips, you know, they're cussing. <laughs> yeah, I heard so yeah. what's I saw the... some F words. Yeah. 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 Right. So get over it. Anybody else think that Florence Pugh's best uh, performance of the year was not in Little Women? Or is am I just the only one that thinks? I think, she everyone, I think the consensus is that she was better in Midsummer or Midsummer or however Somewhere. you pronounce it. I have not it's seen it. I don't know who she is. Regardless I what you think s- of that, regardless what you think of the movie, I thought her performance in I'm that film was the director her better. of Midsummer <laughs> and Hereditary has extreme problems and was apparently abused as a child. <laughs> and I cannot stand his movies yeah. because he has weird, random. Smiley people, weird, random, naked people, weird, random, everything. Sounds like a weekend in my house. Yeah, it's like, enough drugs, that's anybody's house. It was like kind of going good, like it was going down this, and then all of a sudden it just got wasted and drunk and went off the road. And again, regardless of what yeah, you think of the film, the I think that was that's how the mind works, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Life's going say, good, then you get wasted and drunk and benders. and You've got consequences. Yeah. Any See, other th- Florence, she took Jennifer Lopez's spot. They all did. Yeah, there, there are a number. No, that took no, her spot. Yes, that movie was yes. terrible, terrible. 
Any other thoughts before we wrap up our Oscar? I have tons ballot. of thoughts, but hit us with a couple of them then before no, we. No, it's fine. Are you we, sure? We didn't talk about. I, I started feature. talking about Thomas Newman earlier on the score, and what I was going to say is that uh, Randy Newman. Are you going to tie this into Randy Newman somehow and make another joke that we don't know? Like? No, <laughs> and then explain it next week to us why we didn't Newman, get it. His score st- stood out to me bef- the most because there's a scene towards the beginning of 1917 where I really took note of the score, and it's when they're trying to sneak across no man's land and I found my heart racing during that scene and it wasn't necessarily the the suspense of what was happening on scene I realized that my heart my heartbeat had kind of synced up with the pace of the music and like I don't know if that was intentional or not but it was definitely effective and it, it stood out to me as far as scores go that's the one that stood out to me it's called an arrhythmia yeah, <laughs> you should get that checked. You should get that checked. It's a murmur, man. You gotta get that checked out. All right, so this week's pop quiz is on social media right now. It's posted and pinned to the top of our pages on Facebook and Twitter. The question again this week is: Whose list will have the most Oscars actually awarded? We have that all broken down for you. You can vote because this is this is based on the Oscars, which are Sunday night. This poll is going to close at 6 Eastern, 5 Central. For our Oregonian listeners, that would be 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday. Did you know that we are the, the state that we have the most downloads and listens from is Oregon? Really? Ah. No kidding. Nice. And we're constantly talking about shit happening in Missouri. We, we, well, yeah. we, we've talked some shit about Oregon, too, in the yeah. past. I'm surprised they stuck with us. Maybe that's, that's probably why they're, why they're listening. listening. Yeah. Yeah. They're stronger than like, wait, what's happening in our state? Oregonians. Yeah. I love that. I have an uncle in Oregon. Oh, it's called Oregonians. <laughs> well, there they all went. They all just turned it off. Thanks, Dakota. Yeah. So vote. Again, this is a short-time poll because the Oscars are Sunday night. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook. Just search for at PGTC. It stands for Pop Goes the Culture. At PGTC Podcast. Again, the pop quiz is pinned right to the top of the page. You cannot miss it. We'll have a new poll up on Monday. Since this is a short timer, we'll have a new poll up on Monday to help us That's put together next week's episode. Little spoiler warning, next week's episode, the Valentine's Day episode. You'll want to check that one out. Coming up this week, this weekend, for our horror fans, Curtis, Days of the Dead Atlanta is taking place this Friday through Sunday in Atlanta, Georgia. You to shaft me on that one. Thanks. Appreciate that. Sorry, Coop. (laughs) We're going. I forget you're here sometimes because you're not not consistent. I know, I know. We're going, right? What? To Crypticon in Kansas City? Oh, Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta? I'm not going to Atlanta this weekend. We'll go to Crypticon. Why not? We might go to Crypticon. I need to talk to them. Uh, Birds of Prey opens this weekend at the box office. Be sure and check that out. Let us know what you thought. Again, you can call and leave a recorded message on the hotline with your review. Let us know if you see Birds of Prey this weekend, what you thought of it. Friday, today, Honey Boy hits Prime Video, another film that, again, best director. So good. Yeah, a lot of people have been so talking good. about that one. No Juke will win an Oscar someday in some his point. life. Just, just not this year. Uh, Mythic Quest premieres over on Apple Plus. This is the workplace comedy. Takes place in a game development studio. If you've got the Apple Plus, if you got the free year of Apple Plus because you bought an Apple device because nobody's actually paying for Apple Plus, <laughs> let us know what you think of Mythic Quest if you watch that. And Lock and Key from Joe Hill, uh, adapted from the comic books, the graphic novels, premieres on Netflix today on Friday. Saturday, I'll be out in Neosho at Neosho Arts Con. Uh, I'll be doing a podcasting YouTubing panel at 1.30. Come on out and say hi if you're in that corner of the state. Brad, you're going to be there, right? Possibly. Okay, there you go. <laughs> what Sunday time of day is it? What time is that? Uh, the panel that I'm going to be yeah. participating in is at 1.30. 
Okay, I should I should be able to make it because I was, I was kind of wanting to see a screening of a Harriet that a Harriet that day as well. But I, I should. Be if you, so if you have also, to choose between seeing me again or seeing Harriet, I'm just saying you'll see me. Am on I Thursday. never going to see you ever again? No, you'll <laughs> see me Thursday. So Joey never comes. Out I will give you a pass. I'll so. <laughs> be there too. There you go, Kenny's. We're riding out Sunday Sunday night. If you hadn't heard, the 92nd Academy Awards are on ABC Sunday night. What? Believe it or not, Monday. I love you, man, here at the Alamo Draft House yeah, at baby. 640. That's the Jason Siegel and Paul Rudd and Lou Ferrigno film. It's genuinely my favorite movie in the world. <laughs> it is, it's I a love fun Paul movie. Paul Rudd. If you've it's not seen it on the big screen, get out here on Monday night at the Alamo to check it out. It's like a chick flick for dudes. Yeah, exactly. Dude flick. Like Dude Paul Rudd is so excited right now because the Kansas City Chiefs just won the Super Bowl. So. Exactly. Paul Rudd in the mirror, wanderlust. <laughs> yeah. Google it if you don't know what I'm talking oh, about. Exactly it's one of the best scenes ever in life. The With best scene that. in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> the only I've, good scene in that yeah, movie. Yeah, no, it's true. Have Sorry. you guys ever great? seen They Came Together? Because that's the Paul Rudd movie that I've watched the most recent. I just recently discovered that. It's no. the same guy that made Wanderlust. Okay. Same guy who did Wanderlust. Same guy who did Wet Hot American Summer. It's... It's uh, very underrated, but very funny. Hmm. Very cool. Check it out. Tuesday, okay, new in bookstores. I know nothing about this book, but I just wanted to say the title. I don't read. I, I just wanted to say the title in the podcast. I can. I just don't. New in bookstores this Tuesday, The Middle Finger Project. <laughs> Trash your imposter syndrome and live the unfuckwithable life that you deserve. By, I'm highly by interested Ash Ambridge. in that book, though. That sounds like a book. Yeah, that's uh, something I'm on board with. Out on home video on Tuesday, Ford v. Ferrari and In Fabric are both out on home video this week. Terror Tuesday, Tuesday night here at the Alamo Draft House. Coop, what's showing us? We are screening My Bloody Valentine. This is the original. It's the original, 1981. And it, we're showing it February 11th, and it came out uh, February 11th of 81. But it's not on a Friday or a Thursday. It's on a this Tuesday. A, a shitty Paris Hilton one. No. no, Paris Hilton. I just said eighties. Paris Hilton. The original. Again, Curtis, we appreciate you being I, I, here. I, I, <laughs> paying attention to the show. I was saying this isn't the shitty Paris Hilton one. No, no, it wasn't. Like, oh, this I don't think Paris Hilton was in the shitty one either. No, no, right. she's not. There thing. was a remake that she was in. No, that's she, House yeah. of Wax. Yeah, House of Wax. Pay <laughs> attention. Also, Tuesday night, if you off, if for some reason my bloody Valentine is not your jam, Tuesday nights trivia Tuesday here in the back lot at seven o'clock. Bring your friends, your family members, your coworkers. It's five rounds of movie-themed trivia every Tuesday night in the back lot. But if you hate your family, come watch them die and buy Muddy Valentine. There you go. <laughs> like, Did, like ditch the family if they're doing bad in the first two rounds of trivia and go catch the rest of My Bloody if Valentine. You hate children and, you know, what was it? Family. You don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> go back to sleep, Curtis. <laughs> don't wake him up. The moment passed. It passed. <laughs> Wednesday, on the shelves at your local comic book shop, Batman, Pennyworth, RIP number one. Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey number one. I wonder what why they put that out next Wednesday. I know. Weird huh. flex. A lot yeah. more from DC over at Marvel. Gwen Stacy number one. Nebula number one. Anything I'm missing that you that's noteworthy? Um, part two of Grant Morrison's Green Lantern run. Yes. Um, that's starting back up. I didn't know, but Green, other than that, gotta have that sip in there. Covered everything. I didn't know Grant Morrison had a Green Lantern run going on, so I'm pretty stoked all of a sudden. Yeah, because Grant Morrison's kind of <laughs> nuts. Yeah, he's a lot of fun. You never yeah. know what you're going to get with him. Mm-hmm. If you're getting comics, go talk to Dustin over at Vintage Stock. Do it. Fifty first dates movie party on Wednesday at six forty p.m. It's like you got a Valentine's theme going on. You're going to have never remember screens? to go to that. I'll, I'll <laughs> keep forgetting every day. I got to figure that, something out. I don't know. I talked about the first time. I Two that, billion I hours of Adam Sandler films. <laughs> <laughs> Just reminding you, it was Adam Sandler, and it was repeating. 
<laughs> Thursday night, guys, the League of Women Voters will be here in the back lot from 5 to 8 p.m. celebrating their 100-year anniversary. Everybody's invited to come on out and celebrate with them. We may need to grab a woman voter and bring her here on the show. Just completely <laughs> befuddle her with what we're talking about. <laughs> Because this is probably, yeah, well, you know, we'll see. <laughs> and, of course, we'll be out here at the back lot, the Alamo Draft House, next week, recording next week's episode of the Pop Goes Culture Podcast. Come on out, grab a drink, because we sure do. Grab something to eat. Just hang out with us. You can just hang out like Scott did in the corner. Or you can, t- you can grab a microphone and just join us, jump in. You can slowly just feel yourself sinking you into the couch. You can sleep through like it like Curtis does. Just <laughs> <laughs> sleep into the, slip Wait, into the couch. Said words. And, yeah, Curtis is awake. We start recording at 7 o'clock. Everybody is welcome to come out and join us. If you've enjoyed this episode or any episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast, please just take a moment, leave a review in your preferred podcast player. It doesn't cost you a thing. It's really one of the best ways that you can show your support for anyone who creates any of the art and entertainment you enjoy, whether it's podcasts like this, YouTube videos, books, comics, movies, games, whatever. I'm sure Chris will agree with this. If you get a chance to meet somebody that creates something that you've enjoyed, if it, you're not interrupting them, pause and tell them thank you. Tell them that you appreciate it because I think uh, there, there are ways to do that. Yeah, don't scream at them if they're in the middle of a conversation. If they're, if they're talking to somebody else, if they're enjoying a quiet drink and dinner, then leave them be. But if you get an opportunity to talk to somebody and tell them that you appreciate what that, they've made, I think that it's That actually reminds so. me of something I read in uh, Michael Crichton's autobiography. Is your name Chris? Huh? (laughs) (laughs) Apologies to Brad. I'm sure it was an interesting story. Our audio dropped out at this point, and we pick it right back up with Chris telling her story. So we're back. You have a story you wanted to tell us, though, about Tom Hanks, about how much you don't like Tom Hanks. No! And that's fine. I love Tom Hanks. The one person that doesn't like... Who doesn't love Tom Hanks? He's America's treasure. Amy Poehler. Seriously? Is she not? I think there's a thing... I will end her. Take what Curtis <laughs> says with a grain of salt. No, yeah. like, they Curtis just woke show. up to tell you that, so don't. <laughs> he doesn't even really I think, know. I, who, he I think even he was having a dream Amy about Poehler Amy Poehler. Her and <laughs> Tina Fey were hosting something, and she, Amy Poehler called out Tom Hanks in the crowd. And I don't oh, know probably because he going. allows it. You know what I mean? He's a good. He's such a guy. nice guy. Yeah. Okay, so I'm at the the Critics Choice the one day that I can. I always say the one day I get to be cool uh, or brush paths with someone cool. So I see Rita Wilson, Tom Hanks, Kevin Spacey. They're at a table. And during the commercial break, I'm like, I'm going to go in for the kill because that was the year of Captain Phillips. Okay. Has everybody seen that? I was going to say, it definitely has been a while if Kevin Spacey was there. I thought you were going to go kill Kevin Spacey. (laughs) No. (laughs) I'm moving in. I still love him. Uh, So Captain Phillips and... I, at that time, and this was prior to Joker, was the best performance by an actor I have ever seen. I mean, just like at the end and when he talks to that medic, I'm just like, huh. So I'm like, I have got to go tell Hanks that this is the greatest performance I've ever seen in my life. So Kevin Spacey goes off to get some yogurt or something. And yeah, that's, we're, <laughs> we're going to assume that's what he was say, doing. Or yeah. something. Sure, we'll do he that. Goes off, and so I go in for the kill, and I uh, he's talking to Rita Wilson. There's no one else at the table. And I just sort of, like, kind of brush his shoulder, like, Mr. Hanks, um, I'm a voting member. I hate to interrupt you. You're why I'm here. That's how nice he is, first of all. And I said, I just wanted to let you know that 
your performance in Captain Phillips is the greatest performance by an actor, which was previously held by Robert Duvall in The uh, Apostle. And he's like, oh, no, no. Everyone else in the movie was better than me, blah, blah, blah. Just deflects everything and how everyone else is more awesome than him in life and how the crew made him look so good and all of this. And he said, where are you from? Started asking me all about me. And I said, from Missouri. St. Louis? No. (laughs) And he goes, Kansas City? No, I said the third largest city. He goes, Springfield. And I was like, wow. God, he's so smart, he too. Donald Trump. He, wow. He's, and, he's yeah. met Brad Pitt at least once. And then <laughs> uh, he, uh, I said, I hope you don't mind if I ask if we you know, took a photo for you know, some publicity and, and such that I might want to do for myself with you. And he took my phone and did a selfie. And so the... I use the picture a lot because he's very, like, vehement about this photo and concentrating on it. And I don't know. I just That's awesome. I love the guy, and it was a great story. And and then I said, "Oh, hi, Miss Miss Wilson." <laughs> she was like, "She was sweet too." <laughs> yeah. You know, she's, she's like, like, "I get it." it. I'm like, I'm here too. Did you realize that you're sleeping with the actor that had the best performance I've yeah. ever seen on a film? <laughs> you left, and she's like, "Gee." You really liked her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> won't take a picture of but us together just, with my phone. It was nice that, you know, he's that nice. Yeah, Tom Hanks just seems like he's that nice. He's Does anybody, anybody else have a good uh, story of a run-in with a celebrity? Oh, we went to go get an autograph from Jamie Farr because we were promised that he oh, was going to do like a that thing. of all stories? Yeah, okay. why not? Because he was like, did a thing at a blood drive, spoke. It was like know, an AARP thing. Kind of, <laughs> whatever. But he's like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll sign things and do things after the show. And then, like, he's done. We get up, we go over there, and he just fucking runs out and leaves. Well, he <laughs> said, doesn't he do said anything. they didn't have time before he got off the stage. That I don't remember spoke, that. that the Q&A lasted too long. Yeah. It's I still cleaner from Nash. I would still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you creepy. Dakota, are you sure you want to tell that story again? No. Because okay, fair enough. All my music, so I don't have no famous people that are actors. All my music. The only famous people I've ever had interactions with are people that are so obscure, no one knows who I'm talking about. That's like right. I've met Mark Lanigan, who's a singer. Um, see, no one in this room other than maybe Curtis. I know who that is. About. Good. For and you. then um, the guy who directed "Don't Say a Word" and uh, "Things to Do in Denver with Your Dead" or mm-hmm. "When You're Dead." Um, I met him at a screening of a film called Homefront down in New Orleans, and uh, he seemed more just concerned because, like, he was being accosted by fans. Not accosted, but, like, surrounded by fran- fans talking to him. And he just seemed more concerned that there was one guy lingering <laughs> after the screening. Why is that guy creeping around me? Yeah. It's because I, I didn't realize that everyone else had started leaving already, and I turned around. I was like, oh, I'm the only one here. I didn't I'm, realize I, I was like going to usher out. Yeah. It seemed like a creep now. You were like Gaylord Fokker in an airport. Uh, there you go. Yourself. I've only seen Meet the Parents. <laughs> Don't know specifically well, wasn't that what's... One? Wasn't that, that in the one? The first one? I've yeah. only seen Meet the was Fockers. It? Is it? Okay. I, I haven't Sean seen Gunn. it in like 15 years. Well, yeah. Everybody's Sean Gunn, he was really upset. He seemed. He looked upset to be at Branson Con, but he <laughs> was excited when I went up there and I grabbed... Of all the photos that he had to sign, I grabbed the one from Tromeo and Juliet, the one no one's ever fucking seen. <laughs> I had him sign that and he wrote down... a. Uh, quote from the movie on it, so it was kind of fun. Had you actually seen it? Oh, I used to own it until a friend okay. borrowed it and never gave it back. Okay, I've interacted with Sean Gunn a few times. I think he's just kind of got that whatever the male equivalent of resting bitch face would be. Yeah, he just kind of seems dick like he's face. Resting, dick face. <laughs> resting dick face. Okay, well, I will go with that. His brother's the famous one, <laughs> right? I mean, he was I on gossip. He's girl. never been in. He's never been not pleasant. He just kind of has that look like he's bored. Yeah. 
RDF. I like that. We're going to use that from now on. I, uh, I saw Preston Lacey at a, from Jackass <laughs> at a bar in Joplin. So. <laughs> well, fair that's enough. Not, that's not, not really best that uncommon. He, he's actually from Neosho. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, is yeah, he no, the from, uh, hefty guy? Yeah, yeah, he's the bigger guy. I was on a flight from L.A. back or Here, yeah. with him. So he's that got, crazy. He owns the biggest house in Sarcoxia, Missouri. Really? Yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is a low <laughs> bar. There's not, there's not that many houses. It's a two-story house, actually. <laughs> my, uh, yeah, exactly. It's a, my journalism it's teacher got from college actually graduated high school with him, and she doesn't really talk about him because she's a very different person. I very imagine different. so. No it's like, yeah, I guess I went sweat. to high school with him, and he's famous now. I was like, yeah, he's pretty famous, at least around these parts. Here, look yeah. at this. This is him running, chasing a uh, wee uh, man. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Anybody have anything else before we wrap this thing up for the night, the week? Oh, yeah, I saw John Goodman. But you didn't Last get to time interact. I didn't meet with him. No, okay. We, you just saw him. Me and a friend passing. joked about what he was doing backstage at MSU, and we were like, he's probably rubbing one off in the green room, or <laughs> him and Boomer the Bear are having a stare down, and if one of them looks down first, that means that they're, <laughs> you know, gay or something. I don't know. That's <laughs> All right, well, fair enough. Right. Well, there was a 90 year old woman he sitting was next so to sweet. us. He was so sweet. I ran That's the teleprompter for him in 1993 when I was interning at KSBR. He's That's nice. been a minute ago. Like a nice <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> I'm not old. No, you're not. Just seems like it. I won't tell you the year I was born. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. born After that? 90. He was born in 93. I hate you. That's all bit. right. <laughs> Well, that's going to wrap us up then for this week's episode we of the podcast. Please you. do. <laughs> <laughs> Never coming back. It was good to have you while you're here, Chris. John Goodman masturbation. I hate you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know how, but that's what we do here. The show just goes off the rails and. I just try to bring it back on occasion. I don't feel so bad about partying with rock stars now. You uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. took it to a different level. <laughs> exactly. yeah. I, I had a story that I thought was pretty good, but after Curtis is, I'm like, no. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. No, you're, you're going to let that one stand? As yeah, that's going to wrap it up. It was just joking. We didn't no, actually no, no I'm going to work from now on. <laughs> when I retell that, you're going to be the one in the stare, <laughs> in the stare down. Yeah. <laughs> from here you're on You're the out. one staring him <laughs> down. And you look okay. first. All right. That's going to wrap it up. I have been Joey Mills with Pop Goes Culture Podcast. Curtis. Dustin. Dakota. K-Dub. Brad. Cooper. Chris. Chris, thanks so much for coming out. Thanks Scott, for thanks for coming me. out. We appreciate you guys being here. We will let you know uh, how you do in the poll. Hopefully, folks will vote in the poll, and we'll find out who actually has the best grouping. You know you should vote for me. When the awards are given out on Sunday night. We'll talk all about it next week. And it's the Valentine's episode next week. All right. Curtis I'm having, Tom, all kinds of I'm stories. having Tom Hanks and not a vote for me. One of us there you go. You tell Tom, Tom Hanks is, is uh, campaigning <laughs> for me expensive. right now. You know, it's funny to see you mention that. The biggest participation we've ever had in one of these polls, I forget, was it? It was a Mother's Day poll is what yep. it was. It was Mother's Day, and we chose our favorite mother or mother figures from entertainment and pop culture. And I just, on a whim, tagged... The actual Beverly Goldberg, that from the show The Goldbergs. Oh no yeah, joke. she's hilarious. And she ran with it. I thought we were going to be doing an interview before the week because I was like, "Lady, it's just That's a joke." Awesome. Good. Tom so, Hanks. Yeah, I'm fun. sorry. I That's still awesome. want you to campaign for me, even though I picked Brad Pitt, and you're in the same category this year. Well, even though we said you probably should have been dropped from the category in favor of Willem Dafoe, but that's all right. <laughs> Thanks again, everybody, for listening. Thanks, everybody, who votes. Again, we'll throw up another poll on Monday. It'll be Valentine-themed as we come back next week and hit the Valentine's Day. Hot and heavy. Hot and heavy. Hot All and right. heavy. Looking at you, Curtis. Y'all stay awake for that. Stay down. <laughs> I'm awake. I'm All just... right.
I've got that thousand yard Are stare. Are those all that's your a... drinks on the table or some of those Joey's? No, that's Joey's. That one's a water. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure it is. That's why he's sleeping through it. We're gonna Thanks have, so much. We're going to have a kissing booth. We're going to put Love Curtis you. in it, give him about three or four drinks, and uh, see what go. happens. <laughs> That'll be with John the League of Women Voters here as well, so you might, might get some action next week. I don't know. We'll see. It'll be a masturbation booth. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I apologize to the folks at home. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. We'll te- catch you guys next week. Talk to you later. See you. Later. Peace out. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.